You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Medical Files, we do have our Dr. Shankara Chetty back on the platforms and uh, to concentrate you on uh, what's already going on in uh, this world. This world of madness, someone called it a one world order, but we know this is a one world disorder. And as you look around you people, you heard about the vaxxers, the anti-vaxxers. You, spoke, you saw the command council coming you and giving you assurances. Don't worry if you keep your distance and if you take your uh, precautions and you go to the, the hospital, you'll come out better. Subsequently, we've seen everything gone pear shape. Those that have even taken the vaccination are not safe from the so-called pandemic. The variants are just increasing. The pharmaceuticals are making billions and billions. World governments are, are you know, Allahu Alam, God knows best. What are they up to? Have they been captured by Dr. Foster? Are they playing the role of uh, the beast and, uh, you know, uh, taking mankind for a ride? Someone that has been very vociferous about this whole issue is our very own and natural science biologist and general practitioner, Dr. Shankara Chetty. And uh, this evening, we'll be probing the question, uh, anti-vaxxers on the higher ground. And before I do that, let me welcome a pious and sagacious ummah uh, to uh, medical files. over there, hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, to our astute doctor, Dr. Shankara Chetty. Let me welcome you, doctor, with a hearty good evening. And tell me how you're doing this uh, evening, doctor. Good evening, Shafat. I'm well. I'm well. I hope you are too. Yeah, doctor, well as can be. And with all the information at my hand and uh, looking at, uh, you know, what uh, they are saying and uh, how uh, we got our command council coming out. And it seems as if our command council that we have um, are the bearers of bad tidings. Forget glad tidings, bad tidings. But doctor, focusing on you, uh, you know, you made that call earlier on, you know, be at your guard and do not go for this um, uh, vaccination and so forth. Thus far, it seems as if, doctor, you made the right call. Your thoughts, sir, doc? Uh, Shafat, we're seeing, we're seeing the consequences uh, around the globe. Uh, we were, uh, with the vaccines, we knew from the start they're not going to protect us. Uh, the the uh, immunity they provide is too narrow. It's only against a particular wild type spike protein. So we've seen all the breakthrough infections around the world. Uh, we've also uh, investigated spike protein, and we know as a toxin how it works, all the different uh, pathologies it's going to cause. Uh, if we look at long COVID and the uh, reporting on birds around the world, we might not see the true numbers, but we're definitely seeing the spread of pathology that we expected. And so it seems to be going in the direction that we predicted. And uh, that is a bad omen uh, in that uh, there's more to come. But I think it's forced people to reconsider. Reconsider where we're going and reconsider what we're doing. Uh, this has sparked protests around the world. Uh, as soon as the uh, boosters were brought up, uh, people started to realize if this was meant to protect me, why now do I need to go and take in spite of the danger that we've seen, we're still being pushed into this. People have also, also realized their loss of freedoms, even those that have taken the vaccine, have realized that the vaccine itself has not provided them the freedom they'd hoped for. And so they as well are realizing that their freedoms are being taken. Uh, in Europe, uh, there's been a lot of protests. Mainstream media is not showing all this. Australia and in New Zealand as well, there's been a lot of protests. 
hundreds of thousands of people have taken to the street in Aust in Austria. It's actually turned violent. Uh, in Austria, they have uh, said that unvaccinated people housebound from now on. That sparked a lot of protests around the country. In a lot of these countries, the police and the military are actually joining the protest. So yeah, uh, I I hoped that people would stand up and rise, protect their freedoms. And well, we see that's uh, happening around the globe. The, uh, in Israel, we've seen that the boosters haven't done much. We've seen that the vaccines have actually injured your ability to develop a good immune response. So it's going to be vaccinating perpetually to keep you safe. I think, yes, a lot of the predictions have come true. But I'm glad that slowly people are opening their eyes and vaccines are being used with far more caution. Can't have people willfully committing suicide being led to their end, and we stand by and watch that. End of the day, it's going to become my problem to fix, and I need to try and start fixing it from now. Absolutely, Doctor. You know, I'm uh, listening to you quite uh, stunned there. And uh, you look at all these uh, different types of uh, variants uh, that are coming through, and they actually have the dates. You know, uh, at, at, at certain uh, certain dates, uh, they will have uh, this variant coming through, and the other date. Sorry for that, uh, Doctor. Uh, we noticed that we have a cross line here in in our studios. All right, we got that done. Uh, yeah, I was talking about the variants uh, that they're talking about, and it uh, definitely comes through. Uh, you know, this month will be this variant, and next month will be that. And as we go through the stages, we even told uh, that uh, this variant here that we have presently, uh, it's not that dangerous, and maybe we can get through uh, December, and we won't have to go through that. Uh, 75 days, uh, you know, level five lockdown and so forth. What game is the government playing and who's dictating to our government? And uh, suddenly, you know, South Africa has become the focus point of the world. Uh, Identified this uh, variant of uh, COVID and uh, they become, uh, you know, and then they've been boycotted uh, by uh, other countries and so forth. I don't know what's going on, doctor. Can you put your finger on the pulse and explain that to us? Uh, Shapat, I, I, I find it amazing that the science has been completely left out. Whoever is advising the experts that advise our government, uh, they seem to be working only with models. And the, from the start, the models have failed. The predictions they made never came true, yet they doggedly follow these models. There has to be a bigger agenda. You can't keep following an illogical uh, mandate when uh, you can see clearly that it's not working. So it's absolutely illogical. This thing with the variance is absolutely useless to us at all, uh, in all. If you look at the way a pandemic usually evolves, we will have the, uh, the, the first variant being severe. It might have a second wave with a more severe variant as it improves, the virus improves its contagiousness and its ability to cause infection. But a virus's aim is never to kill its host. It's to use its host to spread. So more contagious variants that cause milder infections start to evolve faster. Uh, and that's what we saw. In the third wave, the variant was milder than in the second wave. And now with this Omicron variant, uh, it seems to be uh, very mild compared to what we've seen. Now, the other countries uh, have suddenly closed their borders to South Africa. Everyone talks about this variant of concern. <clears throat> I think it is all an attempt to monger fear. 
the vaccine uptake has decreased around the globe. People are opening their eyes, so we need to stoke fear again to drive people back to vaccination centers. We also need to justify the vaccination of children, which absolutely has no scientific uh, bearing or foundation. And so we got a monger fear. I wouldn't be surprised that they start to count all the cases of children again, just to get parents afraid so that they will rush off to get their children vaccinated. So uh, I think the command council has been tasked with causing fear, causing concern, stirring confusion, just to make sure that we can perpetuate a vaccine that, pe that provides people false hope and people will keep taking it. Yes, in our past shows, we've discussed the reasons behind taking this vaccine. And so I think there's, a, there's another agenda. This is not about public health. It's more about taking away your freedoms. It's more about control. And it is more about culling population. Those that are at risk, those that are diseased, those that have comorbidities, uh, their lifespans will get shortened by this vaccine. That is being seen around the world. We've seen an increase in all-cause mortality. I've been pushing that we stop looking at just deaths from COVID, but start looking at all-cause mortality, and then only will we understand the deaths from vaccinations. And in all the countries around the world, we've seen an increase in all-cause mortality ever since the start of their respective vaccination campaigns. Now, we might have our scientists and doctors not be willing to accept that, but if you cannot explain why there's been an increase in all-cause mortality and the only change has been the vaccination campaign, I think it would be ignorant of uh, all these scientists and doctors not to be considerate that this is caused by the vaccines. Uh, Omicron is a variant that's mild. Uh, <clears throat> which is uh, a very good thing. It is expected that the pandemic would uh, seed milder and milder variants causing fewer and fewer infections, but it would be more contagious. Now that contagiousness would result in far more cases, but far less illness, far less mortality and morbidity. So are we going to still count cases in an attempt to monger fear? Or should we now, be using some rationality and being and report on those that are getting infected and ill and the hospitalizations rather than just cases. Cases are only going to cause fear. The second thing with Omicron, I think Omicron is in some ways a gift from God. Uh, at the start of this pandemic, I was asked what the best way to get past it would be. And my answer to that was that if we took the mildest variant of coronavirus and use that as a candidate for a live attenuated vaccine, a live attenuated vaccine would spread from person to person. So we don't need to vaccinate the planet. We'd actually spread the vaccine. And of course, being mild, it will not cause severe illness and death. People will get mildly ill and recover. And that would give them a broad immune response. And that immune response would protect them against more severe variants that are. Now, it looks like Omicron has given us that. We have a mild variant that will have the ability to give us broad natural immunity. So if this turns out to be a very mild variant 
that doesn't have the ability to cause mortality and morbidity, then it would act just like a live attenuated vaccine. And if it was allowed to spread through the community, uh, only focusing on the, those that are ill, uh, doctors saving lives of those that were ill, rather than counting cases and mongering fear and rushing off to take a vaccine that is going to be ineffective against this variant, everyone will get ill, everyone will recover, and we will get towards that natural immunity uh, that we want. So I don't think there's anything to fear with this variant. Uh, variants are circulating throughout the world. And in South Africa, at any point in time, there are hundreds of different variants in circulation. However, there'll be one that is absolutely uh, adapted to the current situation, means the seasons, uh, the state of the population itself. And so it will spread faster than others and become the dominant variant. But that does not mean that there aren't other variants circulating. As one variant recedes, another one takes center stage. So this Omicron variant is probably in, in many countries around the world already, but it just hasn't gotten to the point where it's become the most dominant variant. And if it does, it might be a godsend. <clears throat> I had an interview with a, a, a TV station in India yesterday, and they were talking about the fear-mongering and has this been a knee-jerk reaction to shut South Africa out? And I asked a simple question. I said, you might be sitting with a contagious variant that causes far more mortality and morbidity. And if you allowed this milder variant to infect your population, it might outcompete that more severe variant. And so people will get the milder variant, develop natural immunity, and you would curb a lot of the mortality and morbidity that might have occurred had you not had this variant. So I think people are being uh, foolish. Science needs to uh, shine through. Uh, the people that are in charge of the virology and the immunology shouldn't be influencing the, uh, the, the uh, immunity of the planet if they don't understand what they're trying to, trying to achieve. This variant has many mutations in the spike protein. The spike protein has been implicated in the severity of the illness. And so if it's caused mutations in spike protein that have damaged this poison and have made the infection far less severe, then we'll take that. Uh, the spike protein is far less dangerous, will cause far milder infection. However, the virus will still give us the broad-based natural immunity that we desire. So with Omicron itself, I don't think there's anything there that we should be actually uh, fearing. Uh, the spike protein itself being milder uh, is a good sign. Uh, it is the toxin, and seeing that the toxin's been uh, mutated in this variant, we're getting milder illness. So thank God for that. So I think we are on our way to this virus becoming endemic. Uh, it will create just a mild flu. We wouldn't have to keep testing and counting people because people are not going to end up in hospital that easily. And so we should stop stop the scaremongering and forcing people to vaccinate. Remember, the spike protein of this variant is different from the wild type. So I expect that even this mild variant will evade the vaccine. All the variants that have come by since the wild type have evaded the vaccine. That was expected because the vaccine was only made against the wild type spike protein. 
So every other mutation in the spike protein managed to evade that immunity, if there was any immunity conferred at all by the vaccine. So now suddenly with the new variant, uh, people are talking about rushing off to get vaccinated. I can't see how you would rush off to take a medication that hasn't worked and is guaranteed not to work with this variant. So uh, it's all fear-mongering. It's all fear-mongering, and it's going to come to a point again where God's giving us a gift, <clears throat> and we're going to ignore it, all to vaccinate the planet. So I think people need to be very cautious. I had a joke with my patients at the start of this pandemic. I mentioned to all of them that this is an airborne virus, and the likelihood is that everyone's going to get it. So if you are, uh, choose your variant very carefully. Choose one that won't kill you. Because it'll give you natural immunity mm-hmm. and you're into the best. Well, I think that variant's here. It's open pray that Omicron proves to be a mild variant and it'll be our savior. Yeah, absolutely, doctor. But, uh, you know, the uh, the irony of the whole situation is, yes, uh, there's it's uh, Omicron is here. The, it's a milder variant. But, uh, you know, initially they told you two jabs and it's all over. Now it says uh, that uh, you will be jabbing to 2025 and maybe it will be another never-ending story. So what happens then, uh, doctor? And uh, then uh, you get uh, Salim Abdul Karim telling uh, the government, you know, those that haven't taken the the vaccination or those that are not vaccinated, they shouldn't be allowed indoors. That, In other words, they shouldn't be allowed in the malls, they shouldn't be allowed in wherever they need to go. Uh, They should be shut out. What's your thoughts on that, uh, doctor? I think that needs to go back and read these textbooks again. I don't see uh, the, the illogic of that is it's, it's actually mind-boggling. Uh, probably got investments in the vaccine companies that he needs to protect to make sure people get vaccinated. <laughs> it's to a point where the science has left the building. Uh, these uh, these uh, so-called experts that are advising government refuse to look at the science. You've not warned yet. You promised us something a year ago. It's not It's not shown through. You've injured thousands of people around this country. You have no scruples. You don't look back. You don't look at the death and destruction you caused. I can't understand that. Now, if you look at the vaccine so far and what has transpired, quite clearly, the vaccine has protected nobody from COVID infection. I've constantly seen patients that are double jabbed coming to me with COVID. So the vaccine does not does not prevent you getting this infection to no extent at all. And as the variant changes, it's probably going to get less. We've also seen around the world that the antibodies that this vaccine gives you lasts for about four months. That's it. Uh, they said that it prevents severe illness and death. We've seen that that wanes as well. Now, the antibodies from an immunologic perspective The antibodies that this vaccine gives you is problematic. These antibodies are non-neutralizing. They're not sterilizing. So they do not kill the virus. They do not stop you getting the infection. So what's been seen around the world is that this vaccination distracts your immunity, meaning when you get the infection after being vaccinated, because your body thinks that it has antibodies to fight this, it doesn't go out and start to produce a wide range of natural antibodies to take on this infection. So those people that have taken the vaccine, they will not be protected from corona. 
And when they get the infection, they do not develop a broad natural immune response like unvaccinated people do. And so they will be prone to be getting repeat infections because they're not developing that broad-based immunity. And so they will be bonded into a cycle of repeat vaccinations to protect themselves. The second thing is that these vaccines give you an adaptive immunity. They do not give you mucosal immunity in your nose. Now, when a virus enters your nose, the first line of defense is a mucosal immune response. That mucosal immune response helps decrease the viral load in your nose. Uh, So what we have is that people that have taken the vaccine will carry far higher viral loads in their nose and be able to spread that virus to others far more easily. The second thing is the prevention of severe illness and death. Now, that prevention of severe illness and death is basically developing tolerance to spike protein. So it's almost a process of desensitization. And that wanes. Once the vaccine stops making spike protein, your tolerance starts to wane. And if you get COVID and are exposed to spike protein, the severity of the reaction will be back to where it would be when you started. So the decrease in severity of illness and death is due to tolerance and desensitization, not to the immunity. Now, when you get this virus, you've got a vaccinated person now that's carrying far higher viral loads in their nose, but that person's not acutely ill. So they're not sitting in bed. They are out and about in public. So the vaccinated are likely to become the super spreaders in time simply because they're carrying a higher viral load and they're not isolating themselves when they get sick, simply because the illness is so mild. And that pressure that's being put on this this virus through these vaccines will cause it to mutate unusually. And if we start to have mutations that make this virus more infectious and cause more severe illness, that's going to be a huge problem. So at this point in time, it is the vaccinated that provide all the risk to society, not the unvaccinated. A majority of the unvaccinated will develop natural immunity that would be robust and prevent them from getting further infection. That can't be said for the vaccinated. Their immunity has been injured. That's not taking into into consideration the injuries that the vaccines cause and the long-term effects that these vaccines are going to have on that vaccinated population. So looking at that science, and this is something that's been published globally. There's a lot of journal articles that have been written, peer-reviewed and published. However, it seems that the people in charge of advising governments are turning a blind eye to all this. That's simply because this true science does not fit in with their agenda. And I think that needs to get called out. Thank you for that, uh, Doctor. And also, you know, there are so many that have taken the first jab and, uh, you know, already I didn't feel good at all. And they, then uh, they were told, you know what, before I took the jab, I was such a healthy, normal living person. After I took the jab, I'm not feeling well at all. And they don't take the second uh, injection. Uh, 
what can be done for them? You know, they just don't want to take it. Uh, you know, they'll be ostracized because uh, you notice uh, some of these uh, uh, companies, as uh, they say, you know, uh, soon uh, I won't be surprised if the government will be passing laws that if you're not vaccinated, you can't do this job and that, or you can't have your banking account, or you can't go shop at a shopping mall. You need to have this. And, you know, they, they, they're trying to cut away mankind's uh, earning, you know, they were by using this uh, agenda of vaccination. Doctor, your thoughts? Yeah, but there's two things uh, that this vaccine is meant to do. Uh, one is social and one is uh, economic. It has no health benefits, so I don't even want to go down that road talking about it's caused more injury as far as health is concerned than anything else. Uh, and uh, it's been touted as a health intervention. It's, it's shown no benefit there. Now, from a social perspective, uh, the aim of this vaccine is to control people. So we've already very nonsensically given away our freedoms. Uh, we were told that if we give away those freedoms, isolate ourselves, close our businesses, uh, uh, stop seeing our family, stop gathering, uh, we've given away all those freedoms. And we were told that that's going to actually curb the spread of this virus. As nonsensical as that seemed to me from the start, people followed it. And today it's been proven that lockdowns haven't done anything. And I wonder if you remember, at the start of this, we were told that we were going to lock down for a short space of time to flatten the curve. I haven't seen the curve flatters yet. Mm. I don't know when. We were told that if we vaccinate, we'll get to herd immunity. The goalposts keep moving. And that's something that we need to be considerate of. Why do they keep moving the goalposts? Actually, why are we still playing this game? What's the end of this? What's the motive? Now, from a social perspective, it's control. Uh, we, they want us to give away our freedoms. So, yes, we're already down that road. We've given away a lot of our freedoms. If we want it back, we've got to subscribe to the rules and regulations that they put in front of us. Now, they want to come out with a digital vaccine passport. That is the first step in the complete loss of your freedom. Now, people might think, oh, well, it's easy. They'll put it on my cell phone. And so when I want to go to the mall, I just show them my scan the code and it shows whether I'm allowed to enter or not. But uh, uh, that's very selfish of you because you are excluding people by including yourself. Now, when you go to the mall, it's a binary measure, meaning it's either going to show you a green tick or a red cross. And so if you've got a green tick, you can enter. And if you've got a red cross, you can't. And that's what they want to bring out, a digital passport system. But it starts off as a binary measure. Now, the next time you go to the mall and your green tick has turned into a red cross, uh, they're going to punch it in on the computer and say, look, your booster was due two days ago and you haven't taken it. And until you take it, you can't enter the mall or whichever premises uh, that we restricted from entry. Now, well, you'll rush off and take your booster then. So it gets you into a system where you will have to accept the measures that keep your freedom going. But then there's going to come this fateful day where you go to the mall and it's, it's a red cross. And then you start arguing to say, well, I took my booster yesterday. Why is it still a red cross? And then they punch into the computer and say, oh, well, there's a parking fine last week that you haven't paid. And until you pay that, stay a red cross. Mm. And well, there goes your freedom. So the start of accepting this uh, is a start towards a system of control. And so people don't see that. And when it eventually hits them, 
it's going to be too late. You have already given away your freedoms willingly, absolutely willingly. So I think from a social perspective, that's what they want. It is to control the population that survives these vaccinations. And, may, and you make sure that you control them. So we all know that China has a social credit system being tried out in certain provinces, and that's what the intention is. If you're a bad boy, then you lose your points and you won't be allowed to participate in society anymore. But who determines what's right or wrong? Not the courts anymore, but a government that is in control of its population and it's totalitarian. That's the, that's the game when it comes to a social perspective. This is being tried in China. And of course, they want to extend it to the world. Remember, China made the virus. Uh, the rest of the world, well, Europe and the Western world, made the vaccine. But they're both in bed together. China was uh, playing uh, the bad guy in all this. Uh, he was tasked with setting out this virus onto this planet. And of course, we'll all, we all will fight with him and call him names, but nobody will prosecute him and there's nothing we can do. Uh, the rest of the world jumped up and down and said, we'll be your savior and we'll make the vaccine. But nobody realized they both were in bed together. So you give them the first dose of the poison and we'll give them the full course. Who knows better? But they're working together, looking at a communist system and what's come off that. And they find trying to find a totalitarian way to govern socially the entire planet. When you look at the economics of things, this has nothing to do with the price of vaccination or the money the vaccinators have made. Remember that AstraZeneca, Pfizer and the rest were paid upfront for the manufacture of these vaccines. And they, uh, the, the payment was not guarded by any, uh, by any liabilities and by any uh, provision of uh, production. So if the vaccines failed, there was no return of money. You were buying a promise and you paid for a promise. So if today, at this point in time, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, all the vaccine manufacturers stopped making their vaccines and stopped the rollout completely. They will not lose any money because they've been paid already. So the financial gain of the vaccine manufacturers is not the point of this exercise. It would actually be easier for them to just abandon it and take their money and sit at home. But they're pushing it. They want to mandate it. So there's a bigger plan. And we know that the vaccines are toxic and they will injure people. Uh, yet in spite of all that, they're still forcing it. Now, from an economic perspective, I think there's far more at play. <clears throat> if you look at the world economy over the past 100 years, the world's economy with stock exchanges is a global pyramid scheme. So I buy shares in your business and someone else buys shares in my business. And so it moves up the line. And so the four or five huge companies at the top of this pyramid own shares in everyone's companies through, through their networks. And that's how they've managed to manipulate the planet. We've seen media manipulation, scientific manipulation, the mm. World Health Organization, all of them. It's simply because the tip of this pyramid percolates through the entire pyramid. Now, in a pyramid scheme, the pyramid will collapse at some point. Uh, it, can, it, it gets too top heavy. People at the bottom can't aspire to the top anymore. And generally with the pyramid scheme, the guys at the top take the money and disappear. You've seen that 
all around the world with pyramid schemes. But unfortunately, uh, uh, yes, sir. You know, on, on that pyramid scheme, I think it's time for us to go to the marketplace and uh, do some shopping. And uh, we'll get back to you, Doc. A fascinating conversation. Let's go do some shopping. You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Medical Files. And we're talking to Dr. Shankara Chetty. And Alhamdulillah, what a fascinating conversation with him. And uh, Doc, you spoke about the pyramid scheme and you talk, spoke about the man on the top taking it all and running away. But, you know, you, you're looking at this agenda that's being uh, pushed forward. You know, they want to apply a third dose to the Vax boosters. They want to take up the murder of uh, the living old men. They want to take up the murder, impose compulsory vaccination for all, amplify the myth of variants the efficacy of the vaccine and the immunity of herds. Uh, they want to demonize the anti-vax and hold them responsible for the dead. They want to arrest opposition leaders. They want to impose a digital identity, as you spoke on, on everyone, the QR code, birth certificate, identity document, passport, driving license, health insurance uh, card, and so forth. They want to establish a martial law to defeat the opposition. They, you know, the result, a second stage of digital control, they want uh, imprisonment or removal of opponents, and they want to get into a phase six. They want to cancel the debts and uh, dematerialize the money. They want to take the money out of the equation, and it seems like uh, that our good friend uh, Bitcoin will be coming to the fore. And they want to trigger the uh, economics. Uh, they want to fire uh, the financial markets and the stock markets. They want to collapse it. The bankers, uh, they want to bankrupt the banks. Please bankrupt the bank stock. And uh, to rescue the losses of the banks in the accounts and the clients, they want to activate the great reset. Doctor, I can go on and on and on. But here you are, man of truth, giving uh, people the solution. But they, they already have the agenda, the points they in, you know, showing the world. But there is an opposition, doctor. You are watching the world. There are certain individuals, there are actually there are masses that are standing up and uh, going against uh, this one world disorder, going against uh, these conglomerates that are, uh, you know, making billions and billions out of this uh, pandemic and this lockdown. Uh, th these are these people that, uh, you know what, you notice people are losing their livelihood. These people are getting richer and richer and richer. It seems like we don't have two ends of the spectrum. This is only one end. Talk to us, Doc. Talk to us. Yeah, Shapati, the, the economic agenda is that uh, now that this pyramid is top-heavy, you've got nowhere to run. It's a global pyramid. We haven't colonized Mars as yet, so, so I think they were hoping to do that. But uh, you sitting with the money on the top, uh, you need to rearrange this. Now, the one way for a pyramid scheme to survive this on a global level is to cut it horizontally. That means rem remove a layer. And when you do that, uh, in a pyramid scheme, all the wealth percolates to the top. So the people on the top will maintain their wealth, actually gain by doing that. But everyone below the level that you cut will collapse. There's no more aspiration to get to the top. So that layer of society in this pyramid scheme that needs to be removed is the middle class. Over the past 100 years, it's the middle class that have become bloated. We, the entrepreneurs of society, we the ones that provide new opportunities. We the employers of society. We the ones that give the lower classes uh, hope and aspirations to get to the top of this pyramid. So we are the big problem. 
Now, you must remember 100 years ago, it was the master and the slave, and that worked very well. Now, the middle classes came along with their freedoms and spoiled the party. So the aim of this is to eliminate the middle class. And to do that, all you've got to do is shut down the world economy for a few years. In doing so, uh, small and medium enterprises will not survive this. And even if they do, they will only survive by handouts and get themselves more and more into debt, all out of fear of dying from something that's not going to kill them. Now, once the economy, the middle class economy starts to collapse, businesses close, all that kind of thing, uh, that bottom half of the pyramid starts to fizzle out. Uh, people will not be able to make their bonds. People will not be able to make their installments. After all, the largest proportion of the population that takes money from banks is your middle class. Uh, the guys at the top are reaping the benefits from banks. They're not taking loans. Now, the banks will be forced to repossess all those properties, all those possessions from a middle class who cannot afford it anymore and are dependent on a government. Now, once the bank repossesses, it becomes very, and banks need their turnover. So the middle class is not borrowing anymore. They don't have that capacity anymore. And once that happens, people at the top of this pyramid can easily liquidate those banks and take and absorb all those assets. And once that happens, you bring in a unitary digital currency. You have one currency for the globe that goes onto your cell phone as well. But now they can watch everything you buy and everything you spend on, and you, the people at the bottom will be living on rent. We will be dependent on the people on top to hand out things to us so we live on rent and they will watch all our spending. And I think from a financial perspective, that's where this is going. Complete control of economy and complete control of society. So if you are a trouble causer, then, well, you can't even take a bus to go to another town. They will monitor everything. And I think from an economic perspective, that's where this is going, going to. So I think people need to be very cautious. As far as the uprisings around the world, Shafa, uh, we're not seeing that. Mainstream media is hiding all that away, like they did the vaccine side effects and its ineffectiveness. But, of course, uh, that's brought about a lot of innovation. So a lot of people have moved away from the mainstream platforms. Even Google and Facebook and all the rest uh, have been censoring people. So there's new platforms that have come up like Bootshoot and the rest. And so people's voices will be heard. Now, the way, the way out of this is very simple. You did not willingly give away your freedom. You were coerced into giving it away. But your freedom was never in question. The people that are at the top, the governance structures, are there to ensure your freedom. They do not give you your freedom. They're only there, elected by us, to protect our freedoms. So if we free feel our freedoms are being violated, then all you have to do is say no. As simple as that. You just have to say no. So when you're told to wear a mask and you know it doesn't work, you should be able to just say no. Uh, if you are told to vacinate, say no. If you are told to vacate your job because you are unvaccinated, Say no. It's as simple as that. 
public needs to rise and take back their freedom. And this was taken away from us when it wasn't ours to give away. Freedoms are enshrined in our constitution. And so I think the world itself shouldn't be afraid. We need to rise up and tell the people that are trying to take our freedoms to go and fly a kite. At the end of the day, they haven't proven anything scientific to us. It's a cabal of collusion, nothing more. And she should be called out as such. I think it's time that people that have had all this death and destruction imposed on them from a virus that is treatable to a vaccine that is harmful need to rise up and take back their freedoms. When people start to realize that the death and destruction was unwarranted, I hope it stirs anger in them and anger enough to rise up against what's happening. And that's what's going to stop this from going any further. If we don't do it now, we'll be entrapped into this situation for the rest of our lives. And we're going to have to tell our children about how we so easily gave away the freedoms that our forefathers spent such hardships fighting for. And I think that would be a disgrace to our generation. Yes, sir, Doctor, you also talk about, you know, what's striking is uh, food, sh uh, food uh, shortages. Uh, you can see that uh, they deliberately are pulling back on even, you know, putting supplies into supermarkets and even getting, uh, you know, the ships to offload at harbors and so forth. And, uh, you know, bringing in a more fear and paranoia in our lives of people. And as you said, uh, they will uh, make sure that uh, if you're not vaccinated, uh, you're taken out of the equation. And what is more worrying, uh, Doctor, is, uh, you know, you find uh, people that want to object to this, but uh, it seems as if, you know, they will bring in the militia or they will bring in artificial intelligence to monitor you. I mean, it will be uh, normal the human empathy or sympathy. How can you reason with the technology when it is programmed to do something and if it's programmed to exterminate you, it's going to do something, uh, Doctor? Your thoughts on that, how will uh, a man take on uh, AI? Because this is all moving towards uh, that type of a system where, you know what, they will be uh, controlling the robotics on us, uh, on the masses. Uh, your thoughts, uh, Doctor? Uh, when it comes to artificial intelligence, Shabbat, artificial intelligence is dependent on data. And if we allow this vaccine uh, digital IDs to go through, there will be a massive collection of data across the planet. And that is what will allow artificial intelligence to take hold, nothing more. So we've got to, you must remember, the new gold is data. And we need to protect that. Nobody has the right to control our data, our personal data. And that's what they want. They want to control that data. Look, those that have taken the vaccines, we know about graphene oxide. We are aware of 5G technology and how it might influence all this. There's a lot that the population out there is unaware of when it comes to technological advancements in the medical field. So with uh, 5G technology, with uh, graphene uh, hydro oxide and hydroxide, they've been used for quite a while now in the manipulation of brain patterns and the rest. Uh, this is something that mainstream doesn't really talk about and the layman in the street doesn't, isn't aware of those developments. So yes, there's a huge potential for control. But it is simple to avert all that. Uh, it's simple in that all we got to do is not allow it to happen. As long as we don't allow people to get our data, we don't allow 
the acceptance of artificial intelligence into our lives, then nothing can happen. Uh, it, this is about the public rising up and public disobedience. Now, South Africa has been down this road before with apartheid. So I think we've had training to do that. And uh, remember, when you talk of artificial intelligence and you talk about intelligence services that will investigate and the rest, I don't think intelligence is the right word. Uh, if you were intelligent enough, you wouldn't be going down this road in the first place. It's all collusion. And so be aware of all that and call people out for what they are. The systems that are in place that have caused this coercion of, the, of humanity on such a grand scale need in no uncertain ways to be collapsed. We need a complete restructuring of all the structures that govern society. I said this to my patients at the start of the pandemic. Coronavirus is God at work and he's here to do a job. Every now and then he causes disruption simply because he wants a realignment. So we have no reason to fear the virus. We have enough reason to respect it, but it's here to do a job. And that job is to break everything that's being built on an infirm foundation be it the economy, be it healthcare, uh, be it your family. Now, yes, the global agenda is to break these platforms, but they want to build it so that it's, it's, it favors them and it brings in totalitarian control. However, these systems that we have, economy, education, healthcare, they have all been there for over 100 years. Now, these systems were designed to benefit a few at the expense of the majority. But over time, humanity has risen and we've gained our freedoms. And so we now have freedom of choice, freedom of movement, we have constitutions, we, are, we live in a free society. But these structures that were put in place 100 years ago have never changed. Now, over these 100 years, We've been trying to tweak and adjust these systems to provide more equity, to provide more safety, to provide more protection to our planet. But these systems were never designed to do that. They were always designed to benefit a few at the expense of the majority. So these systems are at a point where they are meant to fail. So I think uh, this, this is a double-edged sword that we deal with. Uh, this can lead to a complete totalitarian rule where everyone is enslaved by a few people in society, or the total collapse can lead to a complete new rethink on how humanity should move further, rebuild these systems, but rebuild them with better equity, with being more cognizant of our planet, and build them the way they meant to serve humanity. And I think that's, that's the good part, that we will have an opportunity to rebuild, but rebuild completely anew on a firm, equitable foundation for all. Uh, when you look at humanity, Shafar, as a natural science biologist, uh, I follow a lot of the natural evolution of things around us. 
And I think that humanity has been conned for far too long. And from a very broad view, uh, if you look at evolution, we have evolved from the great apes of the past. Those are our furthest ancestors in evolution. Now, if you look at evolutionary biology, people say, oh, don't act like an animal. But I think that's too a broad term. When you look at the great apes, the great apes managed to evolve to a point where they realized that the best way to live is in a caring, sharing, loving, communal system. So when you look at the societies of great apes, they had realized that, that sharing and caring and sharing the work and living together in harmony is what's required. And so evolution brought us instinctively to that point. And so instinctively, in all our hearts, we have that, that sharing and caring nature. We're not, we're not animals. We've evolved to a point where we understand that. Unfortunately, Adam went and took a bite of the apple, and then he started to think. And now he had to rationalize his existence. And so we told that we live in sin. And so because we live in sin, we have to prove ourselves. But we were worthy from the start. Humanity is one of God's greatest creations, and the foundation for it is beautiful. We understand evolution brought us to a point where we understand love and caring and sharing, and it's in our nature. But we've been told it's not, and we must prove ourselves. So in trying to prove ourselves, we in competition with each other rather than in helping each other. So the competition is in everything we see. And that competition puts human beings against each other. It makes each person selfish, judgmental. It forces us to accrue more wealth than we actually need, more possessions than we actually need. We don't want to share. We think that if we're richer, we're better. If we're more educated, we're better. None of us are better. Society, without the ability of thought, evolved to a point where the great apes understood that they should care and share and each one had their job. And so they respected that. But somehow humanity has been psychologically traumatized by being told that we need to prove ourselves. So I think nature tells us that we are on the wrong path. Psychologically, we're born care and share. And if our education, our health care, our economics, everything took that into consideration, uh, amplified that. Children were taught in school how to care, how to share, how to find their place in society. Rather than compete with everyone and try and be better, we'd live in a far better society and a far more accepting society. So as a natural science biologist, I think there's a lot of work to be done. But that work stems from love and from God. And I think our eyes need to be open. We shouldn't be fighting each other. we one brotherhood of humanity. And this pandemic might bring us to the point where we realize that. And I hope that realization comes soon. Well, uh, Doctor, I enjoyed your input there. And, you know, uh, also, I, I, you know, coming from an academic background, my son is uh, lecturing at the medical school at Pitts University. 
medical law and having you know educators all around me and uh, you know i find that uh, okay uh, the the theory of uh, you know talk about the ape coming from the ape and talk about adam and eve you know when i, I read the story of adam in the quran and uh, you know when uh, god created adam and he said to the angels bow down before uh, you know uh, adam and uh, say the angels did bow down but ex- except uh, satan and he tells god you created me out of uh, you created him out of mud and clay but you created me of fire smokeless fire i'm more superior and so for the story carries on and you know it says that adam was created uh, better uh, in a better form than angels because Ad- adam was given the uh, capacity to think he had the capacity to choose from evil and good and you know uh, as we go on uh, as you said adam uh, the, the apple story comes in the satan uh, deceived them but the beauty of mankind is uh, that he's given this choice and he's god's finest creation and i you know i find it uh, difficult to go into that ape theory where you say you know we evolved and if you just look the chimpanzee is still there the monkeys are still there but man is god's finest creation but what's happening with man he he has this choice and sometimes he's choosing the wrong thing and he said that's uh, the satan theory that comes in who's whispering all the time come in this way come in this way and what you see today with the pandemic perhaps it's the same this satan uh, uh, these people that follow the the satanic movements the people that follow evil that are perpetrating this evil on good people you look at the bible talks about cain and abel so cain slew abel i mean that's a, this is a type of humanity we have doctor they killing each other there's always a cain and there's always an abel there's a cain and the abel and who's being disabled mankind doctor perhaps uh, i mean uh, that that's my thought you know it's good to have a healthy discussion your your thoughts uh, doctor when it comes to uh, evolution my point is not that we evolved the apes my point is that uh, through god's creation we have re- we have reached a point where the fundamental part of, in our heart is good uh, we are born out of good intention we are born out of kindness out of love out of goodness so man intrinsically is good so we don't have to spend our lives trying to prove that goodness we should spend our lives trying to uh, enhance that goodness mm. now that's how we allow evil into our lives because we keep trying to prove we better we keep keep finding the need to prove we are good but if you sit in silence God has made us good. We are the greatest of His creations, and all we need to do is find a way to express that. Mm. And I think for us to express that. Absolutely, uh, Doctor. You know the expression is important, and uh, coming to a commonality. And you know, let God be the judge. But as I said, uh, with this pandemic, it's affecting everyone, irrespective of uh, religious. Uh, you know, your your class, your system, and what your belief system. is everyone is being put into the corner and is everyone's are feeling the pinch and you know doctor something else that I was thinking of when you look at uh, you know when we spoke about the imposing the food rationing and a diet that will be based on codex alimentarius i don't know what that meant and to the extent the measures to emerging countries they will you know you you follow our law or are you are you or you become the outlaw and what about these uh, leaders uh, that have been taking uh, you know the vaccination uh, just as a front on the 
on, on, on social on, or on media or coming on uh, in the public and uh, taking it and showing to the to the, uh, the countrymen, hey, I'm taking it. But they say that these uh, leaders in Slovenia, perhaps they're even pointing finger at uh, Narendra Modi and a few others, uh, they actually didn't take uh, the vaccination, uh, you know, but they were taking in a saline solution. What's your thoughts on that, doctor? I would, I would actually think that's very plausible. I can't see how uh, these leaders of the world would ignore the signs, the injuries, the harm, potential for uh, severe harm, and go and take a vaccine. So uh, if they have taken the normal vaccine, then I think they're more ignorant than I've given them credit for. But uh, quite frankly, I mm. think that we've... So if you've got someone that's a leader of a country who can see the vaccine side effects, who can see that the vaccines haven't stopped uh, the spread of infection in his country, who can see all these things, and is supposed to be an intel intelligent intellectual person, uh, hopefully, uh, seeing that he's now president of the country, and he still feels that he should take a vaccine, I think he's ignorant. And I, quite frankly, I don't think that's ignorance. I think we're being coerced. And uh, they are not taking what they're saying they are. Uh, you mentioned that uh, uh, interview that came out from Slovakia, where there was a nurse that was in charge of vaccines that said that there's a coding on them. And I wouldn't be surprised. I think we should play Russian roulette and mix it all up. And all the politicians should go take their vaccines at the local clinic. And uh, they should stand in line like at everyone else. And every now and then shuffle them around so they don't know what they're getting. And let's see if they're still going to stand there. Well, a good point there, Dr. Shankara Chetty, and, uh, you know, calling a spade a spade uh, this evening. And uh, perhaps uh, the way forward, what are you thinking of? And uh, perhaps, you know, before we went on air, we were talking about having our own uh, uh, organic garden and uh, perhaps our chickens and so forth. Uh, what would you be planting, Doctor? Tell us. Shepard, I think that's the way we're going to have to go. That's the way the planet needs to go. The hardship that's going to come with this pandemic will, even in individuals, have us to reconsider our very foundations and what we aspire to. And so I think we're going to have to move towards a subsistence living, more uh, growing our own vegetables, trying to be more subsistence, not putting such a burden on our planet. And uh, so, so it requires us to be more cautious of the use of the resources of the planet. Itself. And that would, be a, that would be a good thing. Uh, we would, in the long run, realize that our dependence on these big companies to provide us with our amenities is going to lead to our downfall. So our security comes from not requiring anything from anyone else and being able to actually form communities that can subside on their own and are self-sustaining. And so I think we need to move in that direction, from electricity to water supplies to food, uh, there are food shortages that are going to come. Supply chains are being disrupted. Uh, we know about Monsanto and all the problems that it's caused in uh, agriculture around the planet. So it seems that if they can't poison us to death, they'll probably try and starve us to death. And they'll ration food to those that are willing to be compliant. But, of course, God provides us the earth below our feet to grow our own food. There's always an alternative. Absolutely, Doctor. Uh, great having you once again on the platforms of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'a. We'll keep in uh, touch with you, Doctor, whenever there is uh, new messages coming through 
So there's an update. We're always there for you, Doctor. Thank you very much. Your parting words uh, this evening. Uh, thank you, Shafat, for having me. Uh, for the people that are around the world that are seeing this happening, eyes are opening. I'm glad that they're coming out of this uh, dream that they're in. But uh, I hope uh, the planet has the courage to stand up for our freedoms. And we must not give it away. Not selfishly give it away simply because we think that if we vaccinate, we'll be privileged. There's no such thing. So I wish everyone on the planet courage to stand up for their rights. Thank you very much, uh, Doctor. Time for us to go for the Isha Azan, and inshallah, we will continue after that.